Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Right, uh, you know what? Uh, in the in the height of summer, of course, mm-hmm. in this city, there's so many festivals, so many events going on, and uh, one of them, a big one, kicks off uh, today. It is a taste of Edmonton. It will be uh, taking place once again down in Churchill Square. Donovan Vino is the uh, general manager of events Edmonton. Donovan, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. What a better way to start Taste of Edmonton with Jalen and Daryl. <laughs> oh, nice. Aww. Well played, my. Friend, and oh, you're, you're, you're just happy with the uh, the forecast. You heard that, right? Oh, I I've been so deep diving into my weather app. It's unbelievable. You know what, Donovan? When you're planning this out, like, do you have you looked over the years and said, okay, what is the week that is you know best weather wise over the past fifty years? Because really, otherwise, it's just a chance. You know, you know, you're throwing it at the dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I haven't put my meteorologist cap on. Uh, we we go day by day, and and you know we we try to mitigate what we're going to see. Uh, you know, we're an outdoor festival. We are rain or shine. It is inevitable that there is going to be some moisture. We just hope that it's over the evening hours uh, or the wee morning hours, not during the festival dates itself. So, uh, you know what? I, th- I think one of the the attractions to Taste of Edmonton, one of the reasons it's it, it is so popular, is that we love food, obviously. But we know what we're going to get generally. We know we're going to go down there. We're going to be able to spend some tickets and get to try a whole bunch of different foods. It's a cool atmosphere. How do you try to keep it new enough to keep driving that attention? I think the familiarity is a really big drawing point, but you still have to find new ways to entertain and engage. Yeah, you know, Edmonton's got such a rich and diverse culinary scene, and, you know, we pay uh, special attention to gaps that we might have. So, as an example, if we don't have uh, Ukrainian culture, we'll bring in a Ukrainian uh, restaurant provider. And this year, as an example, we've got 16 new restaurants. We've got over 160 total menu items so i i encourage anybody to try to eat through and drink through all 160 it would be uh it would be an immense feat uh or feast if if you uh if you dare so yeah no for us uh the the whole thing we start right after taste of edmonton wraps up this year uh we'll start september really looking at what gaps we've got in the marketplace and how we are going to feed edmontonians uh next year as well and donovan what's on the menu this year that has you excited uh 160 menu items is what i just uh, suggested you know i, I favorite? Which, which one though is jumping out at you saying oh this is cool you have to try well i've tried every single menu item um <laughs> you know over the last five years since being with this organization i've had the good fortune you know we've got our best sellers like the green onion cake or dry spicy chicken uh we've got some amazing new things mr waffle is coming in this year with waffle samples we've got royal treats with this amazing pina colada uh dish that he's doing we've got 
but it, it's just it's it's almost like asking who's your favorite child what's your favorite <laughs> menu it, it just they're all sensational delicious and we got something for everybody you're a fence walking maniac along that that area <laughs> uh prices uh when we uh, by the way uh chedville we're giving away a sheet of tickets for taste of edmonton here in a few moments so just a heads up on that uh but while we think about that how much does it cost uh i know people are really sort of watching their bucks these days especially with the high cost of food and etc yeah, absolutely, and and we took that into consideration. And my restaurant partners are bar none. So when I approached them last October uh, with what our pricing structure was going to be for this year, all of them wanted to keep the rates the exact same. So our pricing has not changed since 2018, which we're extremely proud about. Uh, so for a sheet of tickets on sale uh, today is the last day that they're on sale for 59.50. They're still ten dollars off, and then starting tomorrow on site for full regular uh it's 69.50 all the way down to a single ticket for two dollars okay yeah you get you get a better deal the more you buy right so yes 40 40 40 tickets for 60 bucks out the pre-sale okay give me an idea of how you work with nonprofits. your nonprofit yourself like how do you work with other uh, organizations that sort of thing and what what uh, how can they be involved with taste of edmonton yeah, absolutely. So our, our service groups are the, the uh, charities that come and work alongside us during the 11 days of Chase Edmonton or on setup and teardown. These groups are, uh, we've got some historical groups, ones that we have worked with for a number of years, like the Christmas Bureau as an example. And each and every year, we're always looking for new charities to come in uh, to help support us in whatever uh, gaps that we're missing for Chase Edmonton if we need more ticket sellers, uh, gate people those kind of things so we are so proud uh, this year we have aligned ourselves with Edmonton's food bank we've aligned ourselves with HIV Edmonton uh, the big brothers big sisters boys and girls club of Edmonton as well and each of these groups they all receive honorariums from us as an organization uh, as an example last year we gave over a hundred thousand dollars back to the community and various charities and my goal each and every year is to crush that number and and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. So, uh, Events Edmonton is the organization that puts on Taste of Edmonton. Zed, tell us a little bit about how that works. It also helps to provide money. So is this a big money maker for Events Edmonton so that you can then provide grants out to other foundations? Events Edmonton, uh, we've been around since 1984, so this is our 39th year, and so we're an organization, absolutely non-profit and charity, and so registered charity, uh, we work together with, this year as an example, 18 other charities and service groups, and so with us, we're the facilitators, uh, not only of restaurant partners, but thousands of volunteers, all these service groups, this money goes directly back into our community for those kind of groups that are in desperate need and we're like it makes our hearts feel that much bigger to be able to support so many other Edmontonians uh, with Taste of Edmonton. Donovan we know that uh, you know there's been a lot of focus on downtown Edmonton over the past uh, number of years and there's been uh, concern especially about uh, social disorder and uh, safety concerns I know that that is top of mind for you as well as Taste of Edmonton kicks off today at Churchill Square. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about uh, how you you're handling those concerns. Yeah, it's it's always top of mind for any festival producer. We're we're not exempt from that. And for us, we try to work within the community boundaries. 
you know, if somebody's in need, we're going to buy them a meal. If somebody is agitated, we uh, have people that can talk with those individuals. Uh, we've got lots of security on site uh, from our volunteer groups uh, to the hired and paid security uh, because we've got a site-wide liquor license where you can grab your beer, wine, and spirit at the Canadian Brew House Bar. You can walk freely amongst the site. So our site is gated off. Uh, so we see every single person that comes in or out of our gates. So, you know, it's it's about working together, uh, trying to head it off at the source. And, you know, we, we've got some dedicated people and some really outstanding individuals that are, are here. And, you know, they're right beside us. We're ready for this. And we want to make sure that everybody is safe, well-fed, come in happy and leave just as happy. Food, drinks and music, because you always have entertainment going too, right? Yeah, on our McLennan Ross uh, stage, we have uh, concerts that start each and every evening, uh, starting at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, and they're free concerts to attend. Uh, we've got uh, a friend of the show, Gord Stanky, uh, playing, and his band playing uh, one of these evenings uh, just ahead of us, and yeah, we've got uh, some amazing emerging talent and wonderful performers about to hit our stage. Awesome. All right. If people want to find out more, taste of edm.ca. Donvin, thanks for joining us. Best of luck uh, over the next number of days. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me back, guys. You, you bet. betcha. Have fun. Eat well. All right. <laughs> we have uh, a sheet of tickets to give away for Taste of Edmonton. Caller number four right now, 780-496-0063. Good luck to you. On the other side, where were you when... This happened? It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Mm, we'll get into that. Stay with us. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 18 minutes past 7, congratulations. Jeff was able to pick up the sheet of tickets. Thanks for everybody who called in. I know there's a bunch of you. Boy, Taste of Edmonton tickets are rather popular. Yeah, there's a are. contest. There's some freebies coming out. Well, I mean, for, what, 40 bucks. Well, it's 40 tickets, and it's on the pre-sale, which you can still do today. Yes. You can get them, I think, for... 60 bucks say, it was? Yeah, yeah, something like 60 bucks yeah, yeah. on the pre-sale. So I just went through the menu. There's a lot on there. <laughs> well, of course there is. Tons of food. Yeah, yeah. Always so, is. That's the fun part. Yeah, check right? it out. And the entertainment, and uh, yeah, have fun. Drive, um, get down there safely. Be safe when you're down there. And uh, as you said, you know, there's a lot of security. Every The area is all fenced off. So well, that's And when you have tons of people down yeah, there, too, helps. it also, you know, you can, you can feel a little more comfortable, too, I think. All right. On this day, mm-hmm. back in 1969... D-Mac, you were what, four I was years old? Five and a half years old. So I was born in 63, right? Okay. So do the math, five and a half, I guess. Okay. On this day, Neil Armstrong took those famous steps on the moon. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. 
and then said those famous words, yes. which it turns out, uh, apparently <laughs> it was supposed to be one small step for eight man. Yes. But uh, Neil Armstrong has said subsequently that there was a bit of a glitch in his mic, so <laughs> you lost the eh man. And so it was one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It still worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was okay. It pro- I think it probably worked better, right, uh, in, in the long run. But uh, interesting because um, the... Apollo 11 took off uh, from the Kennedy Space Center a couple of days earlier um, on on July 16th with Neil Armstrong, uh, Ed Aldrin, J- Aldrin Jr., and Michael Collins. Who? Michael Collins? I mean, that's one of those ones that's like, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, well, and then Edwin Aldrin Jr. was better yeah. known as Buzz. As Buzz, yeah. yeah. Buzz Lightyear. So no, they traveled uh, 240,000 miles in 76 hours, went into lunar o- orbit on July 19th, and then the next day, uh, Eagle... Uh, separated from the command module, uh, then began its descent to the lunar surface. The craft touched down on the edge of the Sea of Tranquility, and then they got that famous message, the Eagle has landed. And then uh, a few hours later, at uh, 10.39 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it was five hours ahead of schedule, uh, Armstrong opened the hatch of the lunar module, made his way down, and everything... Uh, beam back to Earth and still surrounded by controversy. <laughs> yeah, well, and hey, Buzz, everybody, many people, not everybody, uh, they remember the first man on the moon, but mm-hmm. the second man on the moon yes. was Buzz Aldrin. He came out and, and stepped out there and they planted a like U.S. flag. 15 minutes later. Yeah, 15 minutes later, but you're no big deal, Buzz. Yeah. You weren't first. Yeah, yeah. Loser. <laughs> Hardly, right? But in subsequent years, there are people that come up and say, oh, it was all fake. Buzz Aldrin has, has pretty much wanted to pop people who oh, yeah. come up and told him that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were, they also had probably the longest long-distance call uh, ever made, so from the moon. And keep in mind, 1969, it's amazing you're there anyway, and now you can still make a phone call. Their, their phone call was to, uh, well, this is a very familiar voice. Uh, do you know who this is? Uh, go ahead, Mr. President. This is Houston out. Hello, Neil and Buzz. I'm talking to you by telephone from the Oval Room at the White House. And this certainly has to be the most historic telephone call ever made from the White House. That's a distinctive voice. You almost forget what Richard Nixon, Nixon. Richard yeah. Milhouse Nixon sounded like. But just imagine that time. I'm speaking to you from mm-hmm. the... It's so cool. It, it captured people's imagination. Do you remember any of that day? I remember a little bit of it because, again, you're five and a, I'm mm-hmm. five and a half years old. So I don't mm-hmm. remember a lot. I remember the I remember the awe and the buzz and the excitement yeah, yeah. that people were, were, were in the middle of. So where were you? You know, uh, I was five and a half and just uh, watching everybody get all by. I wish I was a little bit older for some of those kind of moments, yeah. those 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 major moments in history. Would have been nice to, to remember that, but still pretty cool. Do you remember it, Chadville? 780-496-0063. Where were you? Uh, two of us in this room. We're not on the planet uh, <laughs> well, at that point. Well, and I am curious. So I, I don't know what, whether school teaches that stuff. How many, for, so Cody and Sarah, we always go to you guys because you're, you're under 30, but did, have you ever seen the video from that? Have you ever watched it? Has there ever been a reason for you to ever watch that again? Unless, you know, as an anniversary comes up and then maybe you're curious. Cody, go. No, no. I, I feel like I just went to a university course hearing about this. I had zero clue. I, again, I'm, I get Lance and Neil Armstrong mixed up. Oh, so, like, again, my knowledge of the situation is lower than it should be. All right. Well, yeah, you're, you're always about sports. Sarah, you're a little more well-rounded. 
Yeah, I've never watched it. You've never watched it? I've never had any interest in it. You don't have a curiosity to watch the first people on the moon? No, I'd rather read people's conspiracy theories on it. I didn't know they made a phone call. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of lit. And here we are going back uh, uh, to the moon here in the next uh, year. And and so lots to watch there. And and a Canadian as well. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.